Some people say that you may have seven seconds to make a first impression. Other people are more generous in their offering, saying that first impressions are established within the first 30 seconds of meeting someone. But what if our first impressions are wrong? Let me introduce you to Chimamanda Adichie. Adichie is a writer from Nigeria living here in the United States, and her most recent novel is entitled Americana, which you can see. It was just released a few months ago this year. Adichie also gave a TED Talk in, the, in 2009, and the subject of her TED Talk was the danger of a single story. And here is what she means by the danger of a single story. She describes from her own life how that she is from a small university town in Nigeria and had what we would call a conventional middle-class upbringing. She moved to the United States to attend university here, and when it, it was then that she learned that who she was was very different than the expectations that people had of her as an African woman. Very quickly, she says, she learned that others defined her without even knowing her as a person. She was shocked when people would ask her, where did you learn to speak English so well? Because most Americans don't know that Nigerians, as well as people from Cameroon, as well, know English fluently. She remembers that her college roommates wanted to listen to her tribal music, and Adichie replied that she really just liked Mariah Carey. She also tells the story of being in a class in university. The professor walks in and says, Who's Adichie? Mispronouncing her name. Who's Adichie? Because Adichie has written the best essay in the class. And when Adichie raises her hand, she says she saw a look of surprise on the professor's face. So she learned very quickly that people felt sorry for me, she says, before they even knew me and held a well-meaning but patronizing pity. Adichie realized how much a single story limits our ability to engage with people and to connect with people. She talks about how impressionable and vulnerable we are to stories. Stories hold great power over us, and it is through our stories that we tell ourselves that we relate to other people and think about things and places and events. Stories make meaning, she says, but what if we only know a single story? What if we only tell a single story? And how does that inform the way that we look at other people? Adichie concludes her TED Talk this way, by saying, When we reject the single story, when we realize that there is never a single story about any place or any person, we regain a kind of paradise. So that is my offering to you today as we consider what it means to honor all persons. The word honor, at least the word that was used in 1 Peter 2.17, which we read, is from the Greek word tomeo, 
And tomeo in Greek has the connotation of fixing the value of something or someone. So to honor is to give someone or something its proper value. And of course, in order to evaluate something, we have to kind of know our subject very well. For example, in order for us to honor God, what we do is we worship and we praise the Lord because we recognize that God as proper value is the source of all life. To honor money and how we use money in our lives is to put money in its proper place. To honor a person is not to exalt or worship that person, but neither is it to denigrate that person. But it is to move beyond a single story, to appreciate the good and the bad that we do, the complexities and the incongruencies and the ambiguities that we all have as people, all these things that we can do to honor another person. Because when we honor a person, we have to realize As the idiom says, there is always more than one side. There's always two sides, at least two sides of every story. So I ask you to consider how a single story that you have about a particular person or perhaps a group of people, which we call a stereotype, limits your ability to truly honor those persons. Single stories lead to interpersonal conflicts within marriages and families. Single stories lead to conflicts at work and within our neighborhoods. I often think about the neighbor with the barking dog, and that's all he is. It's just the neighbor with the barking dog. That's my single story. Single stories can lead to international conflict, and governments use single stories, and we call that propaganda. Single stories can even lead to government shutdowns. I ask you to consider that it might be true that if we truly learn to honor all persons, to see others for who they truly are, that we would indeed be experiencing a paradise regained. And this would become an instance within our own lives where we might have the kingdom of God come to live within our own hearts. The Bible gives us an example of this working in the story that we read from the Old Testament, where David laments the death of King Saul and his son Jonathan. David had every reason to be glad that King Saul was dead. Saul had hunted David down and wished him dead on more than one occasion. And yet that is only the single story. The real story about Saul is multifaceted. And David was able to recognize that Saul was not just an enemy, but Saul was a person made in God's God's image. That Saul was tormented by mental illness. Saul was also the king of Israel and therefore deserved honor and respect. Saul was also the father of Jonathan, whom David loved. So David had the option to see Saul as a single story. But David honored Saul by seeing him as he truly was and lamented his death. 
I think that is what Paul was getting at when Paul described who we are in Christ Jesus. When we are baptized, we put aside all the societal descriptions that are given to us from outsiders. There is no longer Greek or Jew, no longer slave or free, no longer male or female. Those are all just single stories. But what happens when we view others as God views people? then we are more likely to honor those people, regardless of their skin color or their background or their country of origin or their language or education or job skills. To honor a person is when we see them first as a person, a child of God, perhaps broken and living in sin, uh, as we all are uh, creatures of sin. But I think it's important that the charge that we use each and every Sunday uses the word persons rather than honor all people. And persons is probably somewhat archaic in grammatical usage anymore. But the word persons is simply the plural form for the word person. So if I look out and see a mass of people then that mass of people can become nameless and faceless, and it's easy to think of people as numbers and disregard them as individuals. In the worst cases, people can become objects, and I can treat those people any way that I like. Listen to the phrases that we use to distance ourselves from other people. Those people, or you people. But if I see a group of persons, I have to see them as individuals, as subjects with names and faces, and I more likely may be able to honor them as persons and people, persons with multiple stories. Jesus said, judge not lest ye be judged, which could be Jesus's way of saying Don't look at people according to stereotypes, but realize that we are all complex humans. Just get to know people. Spend time with them and listen to their stories and honor them by allowing them to define themselves rather than us defining them based on a single story. And Jesus even went so far as to say to honor all persons by even loving your enemy. Because if we truly love our enemy, then the enemy becomes our enemy no more. Will Campbell was a Baptist preacher and involved in the civil rights movement and who died recently uh, this year at the age of 88. Will Campbell reminded us that we can't even hate the members of the KKK because he said, Mr. Jesus died for the bigots as well. And of course, Martin Luther King was very effective as a leader within that same civil rights movement because he also was a Baptist preacher who refused to see people according to a single story. King knew that those people who opposed his movements towards racial integration were men who were held captive by their own ideologies. And those people needed King's prayers 
and also needed salvation from their ideology. And so he looked upon his enemies with compassion. I hope that you can be challenged by this phrase to honor all persons. I offer the challenge to you to think of the people in your life who bug you the most, the people who simply get under your skin, who you would love to avoid at all costs. And then, think, and then take a moment and think about that single story that you are telling yourself about that person. How you might be prone to just dismiss them by saying, well, he's just, you know, or she's just. And then ask God in prayer to work to heal that single story so that you might have the courage to see that person as someone's child, a brother, someone who is broken, someone who needs healings and prayers. To honor all persons is not to say that we can allow people to treat us any way that they feel like treating us. But it is a call for us to look beyond a single story and see that that person treats us in a particular way because they may need the Lord's help as much as we do. In a world where it is easy to demonize, God, through the gift of the Holy Spirit, empowers us to humanize. And perhaps if that can be done, then perhaps Chimamanda Adichie is right, that God's kingdom can find a home within your heart, and paradise can be regained. And for that, we pray and we say, Thanks be to God. Amen.